Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! Baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right. Away back. Off the pole, Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one. That's about a thousand, dude. That's baseball, baby. Help us, please. Somebody help us. The Fan. Yeah. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, there is the Les Schwab Tires podcast. You can get that at 1080thefan.com or wherever you get your podcasts, including radio.com. Speaking of podcasts, Beers on Us drops tomorrow as we discuss stress drinking. Um, we drink some Russian River. And uh, some, uh, we final, finish off the box. Final beer of the box. Fin- fin- finish off the box. Uh, I enjoyed Imperial it. Style. I enjoyed it. I thought we had a good one today. It was a so good one. So make yeah. sure you download that. That'll hit around 4 o'clock tomorrow, wherever you get your podcasts, including radio.com and at 1080thefan.com. Timbers lose. Yeah. Late goals. Stupid Colorado. Stupid. Stupid Timbers. COVID Rado. I just made that up right now. Stupid like Giovanni's like defense that. in the late it was all right. game. That played. COVID Rado. Yeah. Covarado. Yeah, that played. All right. Cool. I cool, it. baby. Yeah. All right. We were talking about World Series and how we did enjoy this World Series very much. Uh, but I guess we've got to get into, since we do have John Sukanik in the house, uh, I do want to, I guess we have to revisit the most polarizing move in baseball history since a trash can mm. in Blake Snell being removed after five and a third innings. Uh, to then eventually lose game six. You all know how I feel. Yes. You all know how I feel. I was railing against him. Cy Young style. Patrick was a little bit more, I don't want to say fence-sitting, but you were a little bit more on the side of Kevin Cash, I suppose. Yeah, a little bit more. I mean, it was the wrong decision. Yeah, and I'll be be quick on this because I want to get John in here on, on his opinion, but I'll be quick, John, just to bring you up to speed on how I feel. The, The numbers for Snell 
coming around a third time are pretty egregious. Yes. They're pretty bad. Agree. And you're looking at Mookie Betts, then the World Series MVP, and then COVID Turner, who are all three playing phenomenally. That is why I understand why he was taken out of the game. Also, Tampa couldn't do anything offensively. And that one run from a Rosarena, who's bailed him out countless times. Who else? I think Cash was worried that that was going to be the only run of the game. And if that Snell gave up anything to any one of these guys, it was going to be over. That being said, he made the wrong choice. He made the wrong choice in pulling Snell. And I think the worst part was, was actually worse than pulling Snell was putting in Nick Anderson. I would have liked to see Castillo in that spot or... Fairbanks. Any, yeah, Fairbanks, anybody but Anderson in that moment. So Anderson that's why giving up a run every game in the World Series. <clears throat> right. So I'm not banging on Cash too hard. Did he make a mistake? Yes. Was it a bad move? Yes. What I left him in? Yes. I, but I'm not I'm not ready to just destroy him. I, I destroyed him because not only was the the move stupid, but his pro, his press conference answers pissed me off royally. Because he just was like, Yeah, if you disagree, I understand but I think I made the right decision. And it's like, dude, you can be real. So that was the conversation from, was that a week ago? Two weeks ago? I don't even know. We did it last week. So John, how do you feel? Well, I, I, I see both of your, I get, I, I also understand why he did it. And there is a place in the game for analytics. Mm -hmm. You can't sure. deny that, right? The numbers are what they are, but I also, and, and I guess I tend to trend old school. I, I tend to trend, you know, old time, trust your eyes, trust your gut style of baseball, as opposed to, I appreciate analytics for what they are. Um, I don't think they should be the end all be all for what you're doing. And at some point you got to dance with who brung you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta, you gotta dance with who got you there. Yeah. You gotta ride and, the horse you came in on. And he is your ace. And you can't, you can't tell me that you're sitting there watching him do that. And this isn't just a normal game this isn't just normal wednesday yeah. night this isn't just the third time through the lineup and this is what the numbers I mean, this isn't even game two of the lds he was flat out throwing smoke and at some point you gotta ride that you gotta stay with that Your and gut i has to take over i get right i mean it, it's I, irrelevant that it's the world series and it's this moment and it's all this a guy throwing like that you got to ride him. I mean, it's not like he gave up a home run. No. Nope. It's not like the bases were loaded. <clears throat> nope. He gave up a base hit. To the nine hitter. Right? With he, one out. And I know who's coming around. I get it. But he. But all three of those top order guys. Struck out twice. Kids. Yes. And you <clears throat> can't tell me. And, and in fact, they said as much. In, and I forget which two players it was. I saw an interview. I think it was Bellinger and Mookie Betts. I saw an interview where they asked the, the the Dodgers, they said, what did you guys think when Cash came and took out Snell? And they said, "We nobody said anything, but we all knew. We all knew that was a break for us. You know, they couldn't touch him. They yeah. weren't going to touch him again. <clears throat> I guess Mookie standing in the on-deck circle as Snell gets pulled, just turns and looks to Cash and smiles. Yes, and they just know. Dave and Roberts. so uh, Dave Roberts, sorry. I just yeah. think it's it's a bad move. You can't argue it. And I, it's one of those, I get analytics, but not right there. Right, right there, you have to be able to say, no, I'm going to stick with my guy. And I'm all for the drama, right? I'd probably mm -hmm. walk out there and oh, go yeah. talk to Snell. Mm -hmm. And I would just say something cool like, 
you know, you got this? Give him the Jake Taylor. Right? Strike this mother Exactly. Oh. I got one thing to say yeah. to you, Vaughn. Right? <laughs> I would do that. say, I threw the notebook out. Yes. It's your game. Yeah. Yes. Do yeah. something. How sweet is that? Yeah. Do something like that. Smack him on the back and go. I guess that was Roger Dorn. And tell me Taylor. how much, how fired up that guy would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how fired up is Snell when you think your guy's coming out to get you and, and he doesn't. He says, hey, big boy, you got this. You'll strike this guy out. That would be awesome, and he didn't do it, and it backfired. One thing I thought was interesting, Mike asked me this question. I think this is a great question. He asked me this last week, and I don't think anybody really jumped on this, so bravo for you, Mike, for being a great journalist. Mike asked me. <laughs> bravo, Mike. <clears throat> Thanks. Mike asks me, do the Rays, do the Dodgers win that game no matter what? And my answer was yes. Really? Yep. Because even if Snell stays in through the 7th, Betts goes deep in the eighth, and that's a one-one game. I don't. But know. the momentum shift was huge. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. You think it's the eighth inning, and Snell just rolled the lineup, and they bring in whoever they bring in, and the Dodgers are feeling. Yeah, it. they bring in Nick Anderson, and Betts goes deep off him. See, I think it's a different feeling in the Dodger dugout if you if Snell dominates you for seven, and then you go to the eighth, and you bring in one of these guys who throws a hundred. I think the Dodgers are still down. But my thing is... I think they're like, we have, we're getting dominated tonight, and we have six outs left. I think when you the go The pressure get, skyrockets. Absolutely. And when you go pull Snell in the sixth, I, and like you said, they knew right then, not only are we catching a break here, we got three innings. We got three and a half innings left yeah. to, to get this done. And, and I just think inevitably Tampa wasn't going to score another run. And I think the Dodgers were inevitably well, going to get one. the second they took Snell out, they were never going to score again because Kevin Cash took their confidence away. That right there. To I, me, agree, I agree. But what me, happens, that right what there happens is... if you get to the seventh inning and Snell gives up a home run and you're tied? Doesn't that momentum shift again? Absolutely. Because but now we don't, you know Snell's coming out. But we don't know that. Of That's course. Fair. It didn't happen. And I'm, a, so, and I'm a believer in I think the Dodgers were a better team. I don't think anybody would argue that. Much better. I think the Dodgers Otherwise. were a better team. Mm-hmm. And... When you're an underdog and you're playing against the better team, you need one or two special things to go your way. And you had one going your way. Well, and that's <clears> my <throat> point, is I think you had one with the Rosarina, who was probably the best player in the series. Well, Corey Seager was pretty amazing. I'll give you that. <laughs> but the Rosarina was right there. And you had another one going with Snell that night, mm-hmm. that moment. And I don't think you mess with that. Yeah. And if Snell gives it up in the 7th or the 8th, and at you're least can't, you rode your horse. And and that's what you say. You walk up to the mic at the end of the game and you say, pitching like that, I would go with him 100 times. Well, this is this is how I said it last week. The reason you know it's the wrong decision is because the second Kevin Cash stepped out of the dugout, everybody and their mom and grandma all went, what on earth is he doing? The Dodgers fans cheered as Blake Snell walked off the if, field. Right. If Kevin Cash leaves Blake Snell in and Blake Snell still gives up a run in the inning, are people criticizing Cash's decision? No, because he left his his ace in, who was pitching great. Right. He gave up a run. He blew the he blew the lead. But guess what? He left his ace in there. Yep. That's how you know it was the wrong decision. Sure. Because if it was a borderline decision, you'd be criticized for both. But he wouldn't have been, and that's how you know he made the wrong choice. Sure, I'll buy that. All right, let's talk a little Mariners. We'll swing back around and kind of reassess the season and talk about the future as there are the door is wide open, my friends. We'll do all that next. That's Mike Lynch, Joe Fish behind the glass, Big John in the house. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. 
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. They're just trying to slip it in there. And they're going to do him first. It's 918 here. This is the Hot Corner. We do this bad boy every single Wednesday night. Uh, on 8 to 10 now due to the coaches show. I know. We don't need that. I know. Where's the Cougar coach? Right, show? right. That's what I'm talking about. Where's Rolovich? We need Rolovich in <laughs> here doing Rolo? the Cougar show. You saw we you saw he named a starting quarterback. Yeah, we're going baby Mariota. Yeah, we're going to baby Mariota. The kid he took, he he stole from Hawaii. Yes. Said he was the perfect quarterback for his yep. run and shoot pistol. Same, same high school. Same high school. As yep. Mariota yep. and the um uh, who else went there? there? That high school's produced a couple of big names. I can't think of them. Didn't Tua go there? Tua, Tua went there. Tua went there. And Gesser. Oh, and Gesser, my boy? Yeah. Well, Gesser actually, I was there. I called Gesser my boy. Tua and uh, Mariota. And now this kid. And he's going to be a true freshman starting for the Cougs. He's, he's going to come in for the Beavers. He's, he's <laughs> going to bring a Heisman to the Palouse. I'm totally in my, on that. I'm totally in on that. So. Totally in on that. How Drew Bledsoe never won a Heisman, though, is beyond my imagination. Right? wonder if he would have invited me to the ceremony. You think so? No. <laughs> no. Listen, Weren't he, he invites everyone on the O-line w- except for you. Well, <laughs> I was one of his hosses. Well, I was on the team, and I played <laughs> offensive line. Was I one of Drew Bledsoe's? No. There were a lot of people in Pullman on those teams that helped Drew Bledsoe to mm-hmm. get where he was. Yeah. I was not one of them. Did you yeah. ever do anything helpful for Drew Bledsoe? Uh, I think I picked up his helmet once. Like he was getting ready to go in and he couldn't find it. And I was like, oh, there it is, Drew. True story. When I was a freshman, the year was 1991, and I was a red shirt and I didn't, it didn't suit up or travel or anything. Mm-hmm. I was one years old. Great. What year is this? 1991. 91, baby. I'm six, man. Oh, I'm already two. watching sorry, Wazoo sorry. games, man. Right? I'm already so, in Wazoo Nation. 1991, freshman year, red shirt. So I don't play, don't suit up, don't do anything. Except for they take everybody to the Apple Cup. The Apple Cup's in Seattle. Oh, cool. That year. And this is the year the Huskies won their share of the national title. So yeah. they had, you know, Lincoln Kennedy and Steve Etman and Brunel. And, and would have got, gotten smoked by the U. They were loaded. But and, they would have uh, lost badly. I agree. <laughs> but, so, this is the first time that I get to put on the unit. Like, the, the whole team's going to the Apple Cup. So it's the first time I get to wear the uniform and stand on the sidelines. And I'm jacked, right? Husky Stadium is 80,000 people, you know, the whole thing. So Pre-COVID. Right? And so I've been there the whole year, and I haven't, you know, I'm just in the stands with the other redshirt freshmen. And so, like, uh, this is my chance, right? Like, my buddies are watching. My parents are watching. I'm like, how am I going to get on TV? Like, I got to get, it's ABC game. I got to get on TV. Keith Jackson's calling it, probably. I don't know if it was Keith. might have been Musburger. Ooh. I don't remember. But it was, but it was a big deal, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the Apple Cup on TV. Big deal. And so I hatched this plan, and I'm like, I'm just going to stand next to Drew Bledsoe the whole time <laughs> because they will show him on the sideline. A thousand times, yeah. Right? He's about to be a number one overall pick. It's Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. And so I launched this plan, and I'm like, okay, every time we're on defense and Drew is over there talking to Coach Price, I'm going to go stand over there and try to get in the picture. So I start to do it. So I'm a little nervous, and I go hang out, and I'm kind of in – and I'm doing this one. Like, I'm trying to, like, 
figure out where the camera is. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> lean into the shot. And I'm doing this one trying to make it so they can see, see the number. number. Yeah. And I even do a few of what these. What are you, number 68? Is that your number? Uh, 79. 79. And so I do, even did a few of these. Like I turn around and pretend to look in the stands so you can see the camera. <laughs> <laughs> on the back of the jersey. And about the, about the start of the second quarter, like Coach Price is t- like they notice like I'm just there, <laughs> and at one point like like Coach Price I think he said something like he turned and looked at me and I was like he didn't know who I was I was just some scrappy dude, and so I think he was like because like five seconds later the little kid that held the cord mm-hmm. the headphone cord because they weren't cordless in 1991 right, right. so there was an actual kid that held the cord so it wouldn't get tangled when Price ran up and down the sideline mm-hmm. he and he was like 15. He came over to me, and he's like, yeah, Coach wants you to go over there. <laughs> so I think I was creeping him out. Yeah. So I'm like, Did ah, you get on TV? I don't know. I don't know if I did or not. Check the tape. Yeah, I never we'll really. go back and check the I tape. I never really heard. I don't know. I'm assuming I did at some point, but anyway, kind of silly. But That was just the beginning of the glory days. That was the beginning of the, my greatness. Of the greatness. Right there, trying to get on TV at the Apple Cup, standing by Drew Bledsoe. Because you left in did, 95, did, uh, Price right? Price actually know who you were at the end? At the end, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I was, I mean, I was a starting right tackle. Well, I know. I, that doesn't mean the head coach knows who you are. I would hope he knew who I was. <laughs> What's 79 doing on the field again? As a, as, as, as a quarterback coach, I right? would hope Price knew the offensive we line. We got to play Sukanek again? Uh, yeah, 95 was my senior 95 season. 95 is your senior season. So the quarterbacks you play, did you just play behind Leaf? Leaf's first start ever was my last one. Okay. So it was also an Apple Cup in Seattle. So who's the quarterback in between? That is the million-dollar question because I didn't – too young for Bledsoe. Yeah. Number one pick. Too old for Too Leaf. old for Leaf, number, number two. two pick. The guy that I played for, Chad Davis. Chad Davis. 1994 Alamo Bowl offensive MVP, Chad Davis. All right. And if Alamo. you are saying to yourself out there, who's Chad Davis? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. How I, was Chad, though? Was Chad decent? Chad's a good dude. Okay. He was. He wasn't a great quarterback. It's hard to follow. It's hard to follow yeah, Drew. Yeah, he wasn't a great quarterback. Well, but Drew didn't play his senior season. He left no, his junior year. No, Drew left year. in 90, after 92. Yeah. Yeah, we had a good year. We went to the Copper Bowl, which isn't around anymore. So Price probably wasn't necessarily ready to lose Bledsoe. Yeah, so he was gone. In fact, we had a guy who the next year – we were set to be a pretty good team. The kid that was going to play was a kid named Mike Pattinson. He was from Moscow, Idaho. Mm. Local kid. Local kid. Really good guy, good quarterback. And it was kind of his turn. He'd been behind Drew for a few years. It was kind of his turn. Everybody loved him. Underrated quarterback. I think he would have been pretty good. Like game three, he breaks his collarbone or dislocates his shoulder or something against Cal, and he's out for the year. Mm. And then we, a series of backups eventually led to Chad Davis and – the rest is sort of history. And then in my senior year, towards the end, we weren't having a very good season. We weren't very good, and Chad Davis wasn't playing very well. And the last game of the year, Price was like, all right, this kid's, Put in the, kid. this kid's the future. Let's get him a shot. And we went to Seattle and gave him everything they could ask for. I ended up losing. Um, but uh, Leaf, Leaf was born, and uh, two years later, took him to the Roses. Took him to the roses. So pretty There's solid. Still three seconds on that clock. Right. Uh, how do you think Wazoo does this year? I know we just Wazoo took over the segment to as, as Mike's silent over there. Hard to know. I think I, everybody says should be your job, Mike. It's the Pac-12 North, right? Um, I think they. They're I can't reminisce because I didn't go there. Little bit of a uh, little bit of behind the eight ball with the COVID weird season right. and no spring ball and a shortened yeah. fall with a new coach and a new system. 
New like, coach, new system, new quarterback. Like Rolovich a lot. I've heard nothing but good things. I have also heard nothing but good I things. I think he will be a good coach there. I think the Cougs will be fine this year. I don't know. I think there it will be tough to uh, play in this environment, this type of season, without that spring, without that extra thing. And new coach, new true freshman quarterback. I think there'll be some growing pains. Right. But – Hopefully, we can get a look at a new defensive coordinator. Hopefully, the defense plays hard. We're going to actually run the football. We're going to run the football. I like Borgie a lot. I think hey. he's he might be one of the better like running Borgie backs too. in the Pac-12. I'd agree with that. And uh, hopefully, this kid from Hawaii can sling it. And uh, I think it'll name? be fun. Jordan Delora. Delora. Yeah. Yeah. Fre- true Delora. freshman. True freshman. So was, was going to go was going to go to Hawaii. He's a Rolovich guy. Yeah. And Rolovich somehow said, you know. Ditch the uh, di- ditch the beach for uh, right. the, the the scenic views of the Palouse yeah. and the cold and the snow. So hopefully, I have I have I'm cautiously optimistic. If they don't play well this year, I don't think it's the worst thing. I don't think so either. In the world, I just hope to see I hope to see the good defense play hard and some signs of life on the offense. I am really excited that because nobody thinks we're going to be good, didn't we get picked to finish last? Probably in the we always are. Yeah, we always are. Um, despite winning, you know, seven, eight games every single year for right. the last, you know, hell. Exactly. Um, I'm excited because no one expects us to be good. All our games are going to be 730 kicks. Yeah. Wazoo will we'll not have a nine. After dark. <laughs> Wazoo will not have a 9 a.m. nationally broadcast game. Nope. I can guarantee you that. Nope. Maybe. And I'm excited Maybe. about that, man. I love Cougar football after dark. I do, too. I think Wazoo, it's great. See, they never did it when I was there. And they, they probably didn't play night games when we, you were there. We played one night game in Pullman, and it was a huge deal. Like, yeah. everybody was like, oh, my gosh, we're playing at night? Like, what? Yeah, we got we got Alex Smith. Uh, Alex Smith. Alex Brinks, senior season, the Apple Cup yeah. was a 730 kick. Yeah. We, and we lost our minds yeah, for We that. did it once, and it was a huge deal. Like, yeah. people were freaking out. Because like, I'm there pre-network days, obviously. And, uh, yeah, we never got late kicks. Yeah, we, in my whole time playing there, we had one. And I was and junior or senior year, 94, 95. We always believed it was a conspiracy theory. Yeah, probably. We never got late kicks because they didn't want us drinking all day. Well, that's – which is probably wise. Well, we didn't drink all day. We took a nap in between. Well, duh. Yeah. We're not savages. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, like – Come on. Yeah, man. Drugs weren't legal back then. <laughs> it's like the great, the great Garner Minshew says, Cougs never lost a party. Yeah, man. Two-a-days, man. We call them two-a-days. You right. wake up at 10 in the morning, you get drunk by 2 o'clock, you pass out, you wake up at 3, 4 o'clock, you make a little food, and you start drinking again for the 7.30 kick. There you go. We got them like once or twice, and they were epic. Go Cougs, Mike. Go Cougs. All right, hey, we come I'm back. I'm a hashtag Go Cougs guy because of this one over here. You have to be, man. I root for the Cougs. You have to well, be. you should. I do think it's funny that this week a, a beaver is taking over a Cougs starting job in the NFL. Right. I do think that's interesting. That is fun. Due to injury, but I've also seen great Cougar quarterbacks in the NFL lose their job due to injury, and that's just not how things should go. It's happened before. That's poor, just not how. Poor Gardner. That should just not be how things should go. All right, we come back around. We will do some Mariner talk. I promise we'll get into that. We will not deviate, but I could not miss a chance to talk a little wazoo with the big Johnson Cannon. Love it. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 9.33 as we are definitely Hot Corner after dark. We spent a whole segment on Wazoo. That was great, oh. man. We spent a segment on a that's the mo- story. That's the most Wazoo talk this station has seen in a year. It's sorely needed. 
Nobody cares about the Ducks round table. No. It's ridiculous. No. We no. want the Cougar octagon table starring Patrick and me. Yeah. Octagon table? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. That means you need six more people. There. I'll take it. No, the table is an octagon. That doesn't mean we need eight people. I we just got it. We just got Naturally, gotta... that does mean you need eight people. What do you need eight just... corners for if you don't have eight people? Maybe I want more than one corner. Maybe I want a badass table, Mike. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Power moves here, dude. All right. Power right. moves. It's like this, is, this kind of attitude is going to get you kicked off the Cougar round table. Yeah, dude. I wasn't even invited in the first place. You are invited. And it's not the round table. It's the octagon well, table. Well, you're going to get kicked off the octagon it's table. It's going to become the septagon table. Oh, it might. We were about we were about to have a meeting where we were just going to offer you a seat at the table. Mostly, Mike? mostly, mostly out of pity. But we realized yeah. that. You know, Syracuse football is pretty trash, so you could come to us, you know, and, and relate and, and be a cook. Yeah. Attitude. This no, attitude. no, man, because you know you're done at, at the beginning. Like, we wait until we get to, like, that Colorado game right before the Apple Cup, and it's like, if we beat Colorado, like, we can lose to the Huskies and still win the North, and it's like, nah, but you lose to Colorado. So, like, we get it pulled out late. It's like snowing. Yeah. And Colorado wins, and you're yeah. like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. Most years, I know at the beginning, Syracuse football, it doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We, we're we high hopes every single year. I miss Eric Dungy. Yeah. I mean, we're going to win eight games this year. R.I.P. Eric. Wazoo's going to win eight games this year. He's not done. He's actually very young. Is he even playing eight games? Well, yeah. We'll play our six in the Pac-12, Pac-12 championship, and the Rose Bowl. All right. I mean, That's how we do it. Well, you make the college games. football playoff probably, right? No, 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 no. At 7-0? It's going to be a long time before they put Wazoo in the college Seven football playoff. 7-0, you're making the college football playoff. Yeah, you got that Wazoo's right. Wazoo's undefeated. BYU's undefeated. Who goes in the college football playoff first? Washington State. Wazoo. No, really? Yeah. It's okay. not even close. I guess, don't want any part of BYU. <laughs> I guess because we do beat Oregon and uh, yes, and, and UW and, and Cal. They oh, don't yeah, we, USC's our South team. Right. BYU played Navy four times. Hey. We don't, they don't want that. Hey, the Guys. Last, Mariners. The last time we I, don't need another Wazoo segment on the hot corner after dark. I'm gonna end on the this, octagon table. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this with one last thing. The last time there was a USC coach on the hot seat, he played Wazoo and they lost and got fired. Take that. Is that Lane? That's Lane. Take on that. the tarmac, a pick six, and Lane standing at the fifty yard line with no one around him. Ah. Looking like he was going to die. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. All right, so the Mariners finish up a season that we kind of expected to be, you know, I think a little lackluster. It was kind of about waiting until the end of the season and get all the kids up and kind of see what we're looking at. So we've got John here, so we might as well might as well get into a little bit of that. I'll tell you what. Two gold gloves. That's exciting. Take that. Kyle Seeger coming off the books. That's exciting. Yep, and he Ruff. actually played well this year. Yeah. I, I have hopes that he, like, maybe he's back. And <clears> there was... Finished with the flurry next year. There was that really cool moment with him and Corey. Mm -hmm. Both hit home runs in the first game they've ever played against yep. each other. That was really fun. That was cool. And I want to start here. Where are your expectations? How tight are your sports pants? Also, oh, is that what okay, sorry, keep going. When it comes to Kyle Lewis. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. The, rookie of the year the finalist. The rookie of the year. The rookie of well, the year let's finalist. Just, let's, let's just cut through the red tape, Mike. Let's just give it. <laughs> He's going to win the He's, he's going to win it. I would vote for him. I would vote for him. He's won every precursor. He's going to win the Rookie of the Year. Let's just write it in pen. Kyle Lewis, 2020 Rookie of the Year. Uh, I, Last I, Mariner Rookie of the Year? Ichiro. Ichiro Suzuki, 2001. 2001. Also won the MVP, right? Also won the, also MVP. Won the MVP. Yes. The I mean, only, he was 28, but. <laughs> well, it's the only year he was really good, but. <laughs> 
right. All right, Sean. <laughs> Let's not get into this Ichiro ah, thing again. Ichiro. He only had nine seasons of 200 oh, hits or more. 200 yeah. hits. 200. Yeah, yeah. Only Whatever. like Ted Williams has ever done that. <laughs> Pete Rose did that. Who? Crying out loud with a bowl cut. No. Um, he did have a bowl cut. <laughs> I'm super excited for Kyle Lewis. Um, it is... He has been hyped up as a top prospect for a few years since they drafted. He was DePoto's first draft pick. Okay. 11th overall. Um, he was widely considered to be the best hitter in the draft. He won the, what's the stupid baseball Heisman that Zanino and those guys won? I can't remember the name of the, the award. Oh, for college baseball? Yeah, it's the. Um, I don't know. I don't watch I college don't baseball. It's the Golden Spikes. Oh, Golden, yeah. The it's Golden like Spikes. the Heisman yeah, for yeah, college yeah. baseball. Okay. So he won that. And. Where did you go to school? Um, Mercer. Oh, okay. Which baseball hotbed? Baseball hotbed, yeah. <laughs> right? And so it has been a long time since the Mariners have had a homegrown prospect that has been hyped that has lived up to it. Yeah. And for those of you that, that don't know, his first season, he started out crazy in the minor leagues. And then he had a horrific injury. He got a collision at home plate. He blew his knee out, tore everything. Took him a year and a half to come back from it. And so you figured, great, here we go, right? Here's Here you go. And for him to come all the way back, he came up last year, September, was gangbusters, played really well. And you thought, okay, like maybe this is it. Maybe we have a guy that's finally going to do it. And But as a Mariner fan, you're always waiting for other shoe to drop. Then COVID and the whole thing and no spring training. And you come out, and here you go. And he just sets the world on fire. He couldn't. He played great on defense. He was great on offense. He hit the ball, hit for power. Couldn't be any happier. He's going to be the rookie of the year. And so I think the Mariners, I think we finally got one. I think we finally got a homegrown kid that's supposed to be good that has turned out to be good. And so when you look at where he fits in the dynamic of the team, he's going to be that everyday center fielder, and he's going to bat you know, second or third in the lineup for the next 10 years, hopefully in Seattle. And as they start to put pieces in place around him, it's, it's comforting to think we have us, we have our superstar. We have a superstar. I've said all along Mariners have talent. More is coming. So I couldn't be, I'm excited for them. I don't know if next year's the year. That's what I was going to ask. Like is next year, just almost an extension of 2020. I think next year is going to be what they wanted this year to be. Okay which is play, you know, kind of, goof, you know, not goof around, but let's see what we got. Let's find some pieces. Let's bring the young kids up. Because last year, other than Kyle Lewis, they didn't get to bring many of the young kids right. up. Right, because you got Kel- Kalenic and you got Rodriguez. Kelnick stayed down. Julio Rodriguez stayed down. None of the pitchers. They have three young pitchers they think are going to be great. Logan Gilbert's the big name. Not they Justice have- Sheffield. <laughs> right. Well, and Justice Sheffield wasn't awful this year. No, he no. wasn't awful. He it's, wasn't awful. He's an easy target for Mike and I to bang on because well, he went I, through both our I systems. agree, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm right there with you, but he wasn't awful this year. I still think he ends up in the bullpen, and I think he'll be good in the bullpen. Well, and if you think about it, you might, let's see, you might win that. You might win that trade, right? Justice Sheffield's James Paxton. Well, and if right? pa- that, Paxton's a free agent. Isn't, that, isn't yeah. that part of that trade? And oh, Paxton yeah. was not good in New York. You know, and if Paxton leaves and the Yankees don't have anything, then we do win that. And you that. do win that. Yep. We do win that trade. And so it does I just feel a little bit like the Pineda Montero trade where both teams kind of were like, well, right. We neither of us really did great, but, you I, know, I just don't believe in Sheffield. Personally. Well, and I, I, I'm right there with you. Although, again, this year he was okay, he was pretty good. 
And so I'll take that. If he can pitch like that, I'll take that. I don't think he's ever going to be an ace, but you could do a lot worse as a four or a five or a guy coming out of the pen. But going forward, I think this next year is you're going to see what the Mariners wanted 2020 to be. I think you're going to see the young guys. I think you're going to see the young pitchers come up. I think Kelnick comes up. They'll probably super to him. So we won't see him till, you know, May. May. Yeah, yeah, they'll do right? the Chris they'll, Bryant thing. Right, they'll do that thing. But I think he comes up to stay. I think we probably see Julio Rodriguez at some point. So we have some other young guy. We have a young catcher they're really high on, uh, Cal Raleigh. I think you're going to see that. That's a great baseball name. It is a great baseball Cal name. Raleigh. Cal Raleigh. As a catcher. Raleigh. Yeah. Love, and I think it. you're going to see this is going to be the year to let those young guys play together. And then – when 2022 hits, I think the Mariners are going to – that's when they're going to be like, okay. Let's spend a little money. Spend a little money. That, here we go. Now, DePoto has said, and Mike and I were talking about this, I think the offseason presents a chance for the Mariners to make a splash now. And it might be a year early, but the market is down. And there's going to be a lot of talent out there, and teams don't want to spend money because everybody just went through a season where they lost a bunch of money. Right, but the Mariners spent no money this Mariners year. Mariners have no, have no payroll. Seeger's off the books. D. Gordon is finally off the books. He's gone. So they have no payroll. So if you Until can take they lock up Marco. They already did at oh. a young and he's a young that's a that's a friendly deal. Okay, good, good. So if they can if their ownership is willing to spend some money this year on on the right guy or the right couple of guys, and you get him a year early, almost like the Padres did with Machado. Mm-hmm. The year they signed Machado, they weren't ready. To be the Padres. But they knew in two years they would. But they wouldn't. knew they would be, and he's still there. So if you can get somebody like that. Or MVP get some, finalist, Manny Machado. Get some bullpen arms or that, start doing that. And that, DePoto has said he wants to spend some money on the bullpen this year. So maybe this year they are more competitive than we think. But I'm as a fan, I'm still looking to 2022. Do you view this as a potential, assuming they don't do the bad decision of ex- expanding the playoffs permanently, uh, that this would be a potential wild card contending team. I think the opportunity or is it like just on the outside edge. I think the opportunity's there. I mean, even in this weird season, I mean, the Mariners at one point were a game out yeah. with ten to play. Mm. You know, so I mean, okay. I mean, I, do I think this is a team that can win the World Series? No. Could they mess around and contend for a wild card? Absolutely. I'm you never know. I'm thinking of the Lloyd McClendon 80 win season or what What was that? Yeah. And it was like they were like four games out of the wild card, but they were close. Right. I'm kind of envisioning that. I could see them. You know, Houston, I think, is taking a step back. They're going to lose. I think they're going to lose Springer. Texas is bad. Texas is horrid. The A's Anaheim are the A's. is also bad. A's are the A's. Anaheim. So A's are going to be A's. You know, the Mariners, they're, like I said, there is talent. More's coming. I don't know. I, 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 if you told me that we're sitting here in August, if assuming we get to play a full season, if you told me that we're here in August and the Mariners are within shouting distance of a wild card, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Well, I still think they're a year away from realistically going for that, but I wouldn't be shocked. I got one question. I'll ask you when we come back around. I want to know. I want to know for those of you still out there, and we'll finish up with this. Not necessarily players, but what are the positions? What are the pieces that could really help these young kids? And we'll do that next. We'll finish up with Big John in the house, the hot corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 
Just a big shout out to John Sukanik for joining us, as you so graciously do. Oh, I appreciate the invitation, fellas. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, it's only, we're probably only, what, 200 days away from having you back, so that's not too bad. Oh, it's way less than that. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, well pictures, well, I mean, we usually don't have them until we get closer to the season. When is baseball back? 100 days now? We're probably near 100. Well, pitchers and catchers, yeah. Report. But, I mean, uh, we usually bring John on, what, like the week before uh, yeah, opening day? Yeah, that pitchers and catchers in spring training is only like a month and a half. No. So 100 extra days? Yeah. Four yeah, man. Days. It'll be here ready. before we know it. That is true. Thankfully. Only 100-some sleeps left. And I'm going wa- to get to watch a – say that again, Joe? 148 days till opening day. Thank you, sir. And oh. I'm going to get a second season of No Justin Verlander. Quite excited about I'm that. hoping is he out all of next year when you when you take the ligaments to fix the elbow yeah I mean, it takes he a might while. come back like in August yeah they might be trash <laughs> I'd be okay with that <laughs> I'd be okay I'm with that too. Me too uh so John I wanted to finish up our little Mariner discussion with this I mean I've, I'm looking at I've got the top 25 free agents from MLB.com sitting here in front of me so it's not necessarily the people I'm more curious the positions like what are the spots when when and if the Mariners do decide to spend some money obviously you mentioned Depoto wanting to put a little money in the bullpen I think everybody knows that that's an extremely important thing right now the Mariners had the worst bullpen in baseball last year and I'm not just saying that facetiously it was they, the worst it was really trash they were oh, the only team with a negative war out of the bullpen the Red Sox were close mm-hmm. um, so literally statistically it was a horrid bullpen so my question is is are we looking at Second base, third base, left field, right field, shortstop. You know, how, you know, what do you think? You said there's a catcher coming up. Evan White at first is a gold glove first base. Here's what I would do if I'm, if I'm pulling the strings in Seattle. Here's what I would do. I think you, we got that catcher from, we have a catcher coming up. I don't know if he's ready next year, but we got that guy from the Padres who's decent. So I think you can live with him. Evan White, you're set at first. Seeger, you got for one more year. He, he had a resurgence this year. I'm fine with him for one more year. Shortstop, Crawford just won a gold glove. Second base is a huge hole. They tried to give it to Shed Long. He's not ready, and he's not probably an everyday second baseman in, in the major leagues, and he got hurt. So second base is a huge position, and, and we talked about – I've made two Colton Long references. I would love if they went and got somebody like that. Gold glove winner, can hit a little bit. Um you know, good clubhouse guy. I would love if they went and spent some money. I think they could go, and if you got him for a three- or four-year deal in a market where teams aren't going to spend three- or four-year deal, I would love something like that. So I think they need a second baseman. I think that's a glaring weakness. I don't think they need an outfielder. I think we're set outfield. We have the rookie of the year in center. I think Kelnick will be your right fielder uh, every day. I think we have enough players to put out there until Julio's ready. Uh, we got that Trammel guy from the Padres. He he will factor in the mix. So I'd, I wouldn't I wouldn't go looking for an outfielder. I would go looking for a second baseman. And here's the big move. And I'll tell you what I would do. Uh, you need a bona fide number one. True. You need it. You have young pitching. Marco is was really good, but he's not an ace. And you have decent young pitching, and you have more coming. They have three names down in AAA that they really like. But we need that bona fide number one. If I'm DePoto this year, I go to Trevor Bauer and I write him a blank check. And I say, you come to Seattle, I'll pay you what we don't owe money to anybody, whatever it takes. You want 30 million for 10? Here's 30 million for 10. And you go get Trevor Bauer. And now you anchor him. He's your ace. 
and you go Bauer, Mauer, or Bauer, Marco, and then any number of these young guys until the young kids are ready. And I'm not even saying this year. I'm saying next year when we have a bullpen. Come on. The only thing I would say about I Bauer, would love a move like that. Bauer sounds like he'd fit perfectly. In I the would Northwest. love yeah, a move he's like such that. a weirdo. I just know that Bauer said Bauer's whole thing has been one year deals. Sure. Uh, but he said for a contender, he would sign a long-term deal. And here's the so thing. You might, you might be able to get him for a one-year deal and see if he likes it. Would and you I be would willing do, to risk that? Absolutely. Okay. Because, again, I all you hear out of Seattle right now is it's a young team. They're fun. Their chemistry's good. They like each other. Everything's good. So Bauer does seem like he'd fit up there. He's kind of kooky. He's a little goofy. Yeah. He's a West Coast guy. He's from California. Right? So... I would absolutely kick the tires on him. And if you go to him and you say, look, we're the next Padres. Like, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. And here, I mean, we have three of the top 20 baseball 100 prospects. We have seven in the top 100. Farm system's good. Young talent. They're, I think you could sell Bauer. Now, I don't know if he does it, but... If you lose out on Bauer, somebody like that, if you could go find an ace, well, I would I would go get an ace or a top-of-the-flight rotation guy, and I would go find a second baseman, and then I'd spend money on a bullpen, and I'd roll those guys out with the young kids and see what happens. The so, good news on this Colton one thing, just real quick, is the Cardinals declined 12.5 mil option. Yeah, he's a free agent. Yeah. So, But, but I mean, 12.5, that's going to drop his price to 10? Yep. And you're telling me you go – I'll go three for 35 with a four-year option. Sure. He doesn't jump on that? Right. He definitely jumps on that. So I the think site, he does. The site Golden I've been Glove, using. you go an entire infield of gold glove winners. The Seager won one. Yeah, this is true. You're, all four of your infield would have gold gloves. The he site thinks. I've been using to look for free agents is MLB Trade Rumors. They have a huge list. Oh, yeah, I love that spot. Um, here are the Mariner mentions in their prediction article. I'm guessing they're poor. Uh, their first prediction is... Uh, these are just teams that would be involved in these players. Sure. The Korean guy, Ha Song Kim. Oh, yeah. Every, second base. Yeah, most likely going to be posted here real soon. Uh, Liam Hendricks. I'd love that. You've got Nelson Cruz. I would to love return. That, the boomstick. I don't think they will do that. Uh, you've got. I would love that. I love Nelly Cruz. Let's see. This is all about Paxton, Walker. I just searched their name. Well, then I would uh, go get. Blake, Wa- I would go sign Walker back. Why not? He's they, a cheap. Tra- Trevor well, they May said, and Blake Trinan for relievers. I would love that too. Dude, Blake Trinan, that's my guy. I would love that. They said the that, prediction is Jay Happ Mariners one year. Ugh, we had him. Already. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate the comeback guy. What we had him, it didn't work. Kirby Yates. Okay, I I could do that. I uh, think the, Greg Holland. I think the Mariners. Greg Holland is done. Greg Holland is. Done. I think Those the, are the guys mentioned with the Mariners. I think the Mariners will go spend money on two or three relievers this year. I do. Kirby Yates would be nice. I mean, yeah, big surgery, but yeah. I think they I think they will spend money on a couple of pitchers in the bullpen. Bowers a pipe dream. Pit, starting pitchers a pipe dream. Probably pipe dreams, man. But I I would love them to go get a second baseman. We don't have one coming up. Oh, and, the, Indi- the, Indians will, the Indians will trade you Shane Bieber for Kyle Lewis straight up. Oh, my gosh. We need an outfielder like it's no one's business. You got, listen, in all it's seriousness. It's the three of us in the outfield in Cleveland. In all seriousness, like, we have young outfielders. Like, I don't want them to trade Kyle Lewis. That would be ridiculous. But it's Shane Bieber. We have a lot of young outfielders. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that this Trammell guy they got from the Padres is legit, 
We're, I mean, somebody's going to be the odd man out. So hopefully it's not Julio. I just invested in some Julio Rodriguez <laughs> memorabilia. <laughs> hey, I made a j- opening night. I'm on the radio with my stupid brother. Mm. Kyle Lewis hits a home run in the first game. And I went on eBay right then and bought an autographed baseball. And my brother made fun of me. That thing has quadrupled in price. Take that, Big Soup. Yeah, suck it, Big Soup. Even though you're never going to sell it. But hey, quadrupled (laughs) in price. It's nice to know. It's nice (laughs) to know. (laughs) Quadrupled in price. All right, I think it's safe to say the baseball season is officially in the books for it's 2020. Over. It's over. Uh, we will continue to follow baseball throughout the offseason as things come up, and we'll do that a little bit. But we'll dance a little bit around. We'll talk a little NFL, a little college football. Uh, I'm excited for basketball this season as well. Uh, so we'll be all over the place. We'll be back next week again from 8 to 10 as long as the Oregon Ducks are still playing football. Uh, for Mike Lynch, Joe Fish behind the glass, and our wonderful friend John Sukanik, uh, go do something I would do. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.